You're tuning in to Spectre Radio, but wait, don't touch that dial, because this is Spectre Radio presents the MCU. Revisiting our favorite movie moments, debating about scenes from the shows, and combing through the comics. We're just three millennials, binging our way through the MCU, through the eyes of the heroes, villains, and creatures alike. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. So, how long have you been Ant-Man again? My name is Alyssa, and we are Spectre Spectre Radio. Radio. Okay, we're in. Oh, this place is a maze. Where's that map? We're definitely close. Are you ready? I'm ready, Daddy. Are you sure? Because once we're inside, you show any hesitation or spoilers, we're done. I eat spoilers for breakfast. Wow, that's... Super cool. Come on. Thank you, Cassie and Scott, for spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains adult content and spoilers. No, uh, it just sort of happened. I wish I could fight bad guys like you. I seem to mess it up almost every time. Maybe you just need someone watching your back. Hi. He's programmed to replicate your daily routine. Nine hours in bed, five hours in front of the TV, two hours in the bathroom, whatever that means, and eight hours binging Spectre Radio. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Hello. If you can do two math, hours that- in the bathroom. <laughs> he probably takes long bathtubs. I don't know. He seems long like the kind of guy baths. who would take a bathtub. Yeah. I mean, if you're on house arrest, what else are you going to do? Exactly. I, I don't I work out. I don't I don't I don't know. <laughs> I mean we saw him work out and then he slid them abs right into the bath bubble bath. <laughs> True story. So yeah, there you go. That was my uh finest math uh compilation for you to give you 24 hours in the day, eight hours of binging Spectre Radio. So perfect. Uh we are here tonight to give a recap and a movie critique of Marvel's Ant-Man and the Wasp, and we're going to have Andrew kick things off with our movie recap. Ant-Man and the Wasp. In the aftermath of Captain America's Civil War, Scott Lang grapples with the deal he made with the U.S. government, serving two years of house arrest in exchange for avoiding jail time from breaking the Sokovia Accords. As he struggles to rebalance his home life and his responsibilities as Ant-Man, he's confronted by Hope Van Dyne and Dr. Hank Pym with an urgent new mission, the rescue of Hope's mom from the quantum realm. But to do so would break his house arrest, so he has to do it in secret behind the FBI's back. A new enemy emerges, Ghost, daughter of someone from Hank Pym's past who blames Pym for her father's death. The accident that killed her father gave her a terminal condition. She hopes to extract quantum energy from Hope's mom, who's been absorbing it for 30 years. But that could kill her. Can Scott, Hope, Hank, and the three wombats beat the bad guys and stay clear of the FBI? Or will Scott go back to prison and break his promise to his daughter? Muchas gracias, Andre, for that that movie (laughs) recap. You're welcome. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that brings us into our first topic of Behind the Molecule. So since you guys love me putting this in trivia for him, I say yes. let's go ahead and kick yes. it off with trivia. 
do it. So Scott Lang's <laughs> parole officer is a man named Jimmy Wu. In the Marvel comics, Wu is a secret agent who combats a criminal named. I can't. What? I read it, but I can't remember. I I want to say like the office answer, like whatever that Jimmy Halpert boy in the comic was, because <laughs> he was the Asian Jim in the office, as Andrew loves to point out. Um, so it was Yellow Claw. Yellow Claw. Oh, dang. That was it. I remember it was yellow something. And then Wu would also join S.H.I.E.L.D. in later comics. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. And I mean, at this point in the MCU, he's retired from S.H.I.E.L.D., right? So doesn't that kind of connect? Yeah, he's a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, and he's in the FBI now. He's a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent? Did not remember that at all. I'm pretty sure that's what I Googled. (laughs) Are you sure you weren't referring to the comics? No, no. It (laughs) says here, I have the wiki pulled up here. Let me find it. Let's see. Do, 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 do. I might be getting them confused. Well, doesn't former work with former Shield, Shield agent who was recruited into the FBI in 2018. Thank oh, you. Oh, well, Wikipedia. because Shield collapsed. Yeah. Here, I'll put it in the chat so y'all can see. I remember because Shield collapsed back in Captain America with Winter Soldier. Also, if you haven't used the MCU Wiki, what are you doing with your life? It's great. True story. <laughs> Uh, next one. So Hannah John Kamen, Kamen is actually the seventh seventh actor in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who is also being. How <laughs> you doing? Was, was that your one fact that you had, Andrew? No, but I like I said, I read the websites. <laughs> I just didn't really find many of them interesting. So yeah, she is one of actors that was also in Game of Thrones. Who was this? Which one? Hannah uh, Ghost's John, character or actress, I believe. She was ghost. She was ghost. Okay. She was in Game of Thrones too. Yeah, she was. I don't know. Uh, Just I got. She must have been like a background actor or something. I don't know if I would have recognized her. Uh, Or Cornelia. I don't recall that character. I don't either. Uh, I mean, there's so many plugins. I mean, even um, Peter uh, Dinklage. You Mm. know, in Infinity War. Yeah, when, oh, he, true, when, true. when he's the giant, but actually he's a dwarf. Four foot one he's still a dwarf. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> uh, another one. Uh, there is another second place record holder held by Ant-Man and the Wasp. It is the second time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe the superhero or superheron's costume title has been passed down from parent to child. What is the other movie where Black a costume Panther? has been? Yep, got it. <laughs> Yes, but that we just was, covered that one, so that was a little easier. That one was it. easy. And my last one. Um, let's see. How do I phrase this without giving it away? Okay. The lead actor, Paul Rudd, is mm-hmm. given a writing credit in, in the Ant-Man series. As of 2018, the only other lead actor who was given that honor oh, was... I just read this. I and just what read movie? This. It was another Marvel movie, was it not? Kind of. Oh, shoot. Kind of in 2018. Oh, Deadpool 2. Yeah, you cosplayed as him. I did. (laughs) I did Deadpool in pajamas. Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds. Oh, nice. Very cool. Ryan Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) All right, Andrew, you want to give us your one and done? I got two, but yeah, I got it. Oh, a twofer. I'm actually showing up today. Um, So the uh, marketing team 
um, fought hard to make sure that Wasp had equal uh, marketing representation as Ant-Man. So that was pretty yes! cool because that's not something typically done. Bro, um, I heard recently, just to butt in on your fact, I heard mm-hmm. recently that the reason uh, Marvel executives like back in the day, or maybe it wasn't Marvel, it was like uh, superhero uh, comic writers in general, like not just Marvel, but like DC and other co- companies said that they didn't want to make female superheroes because the toys wouldn't sell and that there, there, there were too many failed female superheroes. And I wanted to be like, bro, have you seen Green Lantern? Have you seen all these other like failed superheroes? Like, <laughs> yeah, but the few um, female superhero movies they actually tried didn't weren't typically doing well. Now that's not to say that's not reasons to not have. Yeah. More, and I don't even know if it was tied to the movies. Yeah. Like, I think Cat it was Woman the comics. Just how it is. Exactly. And like Supergirl, they were talking about those too. Yeah. So it's funny to be like, Oh, we just don't want to make more of these characters because it doesn't sell. Yeah, maybe voice. if they and had like, written them a little better, like how right. they write more of that stuff today, things yeah. would have done better. But M- yeah, merchandising, crap, merchandising, <laughs> where the real money is made. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then my final one is, um, do you guys know what a tardigrade is? No, absolutely not. Okay. Well, tardigrades can be seen in the quantum realm. Let me Google oh, exactly oh, what were they those are. the water bear things? Yes. So yeah. these things can be microscopic life forms and they are virtually indestructible. They, um, they can cut a slip. You can cut a sliver of ice from like, you know, that predates to the ice age or whatever. And if you melt it, they will come back to life. You can step, they're microscopic. You can step on them and they'll survive. Like these things are, are, they don't little, need food. They don't need water. I read no, about they're that. They're yeah. absolutely amazing. I'm it, yeah. fascinated by these giant little tiny bear things. Water bears. <laughs> Literally. So, so I kept thinking back to, to like 10th grade um, biology where you're going through all the cells of the body. <laughs> The I'm mitochondria really right. is the powerhouse, powerhouse of, the, of cell. the cell. That's all I can't I do my taxes, but I can do that. But I know that exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Well, I'm really surprised that neither of you had this fact that Paul Rudd actually learned close up magic for this uh, movie. Really? Yes. Uh-huh. yes. So for the for the running joke throughout the film, he actually learned close up magic. And then subsequently, uh, spoiler alert for Wyatt. In uh, WandaVision, we see the joke come back. So I, I'll try mm-hmm. not to ruin all of it, but yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, to piggyback a little bit off Andrew's point, this marks the second MCU film after Thor Ragnarok to have a female as the lead antagonist. In mm-hmm. the comic books, the ghost has so far been male. So mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting to see how Marvel makes these choices in gender bending between uh taskmaster and ghost and some of these other um characters to kind of switch uh, hella genders. too i think originally either wasn't a female or it wasn't odin's kid or both if i remember correctly so they like to change that up yeah i'm here for it man oh for sure representation on all on all counts that's great yeah absolutely um, Obviously, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp had some more de-aging scenes with um, Michael Douglas, and I thought those were executed really well, mm. um, except for Lawrence uh, Fishburne's character, um, yeah, our, it was, our it scientist. Was mm-hmm. Oh, no, it wasn't eh. That was his son. Really? Yeah, just wow. how, like, we, we were talking about in Black Panther that the, they did something similar with, like, young, um, I think it was young T'Ch- uh, T'Chaka, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, that was actually something interesting instead wow. of featuring like a young version of Dr. Bill Foster with like de-aging the character that was, um, you know, the, the person playing that character was actually his, um, younger son, Langston Fishburne. Well, that will be oh. why it only looks, eh, okay. Right. <laughs> Cause it's a real person you who doesn't only exactly kind of look, look like, like your his father. dad. Right. Exactly. Well, yeah. his dad has a very distinctive For sure. face and oh, uh, the, yeah. the notable gap. Um, <laughs> the last one that I have here is I was really curious about a couple things. One that the internet didn't have any information on, which was the giant Hello Kitty Pez. So I'm very disappointed. <laughs> about that the other one was about the suit malfunctions when scott is infiltrating the school with hope um so obviously it causes him to be big unexpectedly it then causes him to be stuck at that awkward medium size where he's about three feet tall um third it was, grader. <laughs> yeah, yeah it was basically the most complicated um scene to shoot in the movie according to paul rudd I'm he sure. said that they actually filmed it separately and um, between him and Hope, they weren't shooting the scene together. Mm -hmm. And then he said, somehow there's all these technological things that they do with lighting and angles that they manipulated it to look like the characters were together, even though they were never being filmed at the same time. So they'd film Evangeline Lilly, and then they'd have a person dressed in green, and then he was there, and he would have a person next to him in green. Wow. So it's very clever how they used all the lighting and visual effects to make it work. Um, it definitely wasn't perfect. And I'll, I'll come back to that <laughs> later. So stay tuned for mm. some thoughts on it, but Another I was very CGI interested. problem. <laughs> yeah. I was very interested to hear how they filmed it. So it's cool that they didn't even film it in the same room and you can't really pick you can't that really up. Tell. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would have, I would have thought they would have hired like a child actor for when he's like small, especially like, you know, running in the hallway or like trying to get into the van or. Yeah. And the right. sleeves yeah, flopping the all around. The sleeve. Yeah. That was so realistic. Where's your and hall Jim. pass? Where's your hall pass? Ah, just like I was school. Yeah. I loved that. You want right? some string cheese in a juice yeah. box? Do you really Wait, have those? Do you really yeah. have that? <laughs> Um, all righty. So that gives me the privilege of bringing us into our next category of what if. Um, so I had a couple thoughts, mostly in the scene where the quantum um, car was being used. I think that's what they called it, the quantum cars, where they would like press a button and the car would get big and then they press a button, the car would get small. Um, mm -hmm. Same thing with the lab being shrunken and up and down and up and down, um, especially with the lab. Like the car, I feel like could be less notable. But what if somebody saw that building shrink and like saw them take the building and run away? Other than Ghost, obviously, she did see that. Um, what do you think would happen if like a civilian saw that and like went to report it? Who would believe them? The FBI, now that they know that technology right. exists. But That's other than true. that, yeah. Other than that, like it would be like I, they would probably make you pee in a cup first. Because <laughs> especially like, with um, what's his Stan Lee's scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the 60s were fun, but now yeah. I'm paying for it. Right, exactly. <laughs> and um, it's kind of funny because like that's the whole trope in like a lot of movies, including um, the <laughs> TV show that Wyatt is obsessed with called Squid Games on um, Netflix. <laughs> for the record, I am not obsessed with it. <laughs> Uh, he's wearing a t-shirt that says I heart squid game. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't, I can't tell. 
from this but angle. So. Anyway, I'm joking, but um, that's like the whole trope. Like the whole the whole plot is like they get kidnapped and bust to this location where they play this game and everybody's wearing masks. So they uh, one guy gets out and he goes to the police and he's like, this is what's happening. And they're like, what is wrong with this man? Like he <laughs> is smoking drugs. Um, so, yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting to think about. But, yeah, interesting take that the FBI would believe it and then kind of like chase that as a lead. Um, and then maybe Scott would get busted on uh, house arrest. So that's an interesting thought. Um, I also had another thought about um, when we see the beginning origin story of like how the wasp gets um, sucked into the quantum realm by mm -hmm. shrinking subatomic to go the behind the molecules, right? Mm -hmm. Which is why we said that um, to dismantle the, the missile, right? Um, my thought was obviously with the original Ant-Man movie, we see Scott shrink to the, the quantum realm. And the only thing that keeps him present and pulls him out is his daughter screaming for help and asking for her dad and, and being worried for him. So what if hope at that point was old enough or was somewhat more involved or present when her mom went to the quantum realm, do you think that she would have been able to pull her mother out the same way Cassie pulled Scott out? I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe Hank had upgraded the technology in between then to make that a remote possibility. I don't right. know. I wouldn't have. Well, wasn't that. it the old suit that he was using? Yeah, it's the old suit, but I mean, he's had it he's for how many decades? He probably, I, I, there's no way he never tinkered with it once. Mm, that's right. True. That's but fair. I get you are right. It is the old suit um, from from then. So I, I'm I'm honestly not sure how to answer it. Un unfortunately, it's that's the best answer almost, I can give. It's almost weird that it didn't happen that way. Because if Cassie can bring Scott out of it, why can't Janet bring? Or why can't Hope bring Janet out of it? Yeah. Weird. I mean, yeah, she I wasn't mean, there. Right. She that's wasn't the there. She wasn't there um, for obvious reasons, and like. The, the mom, the grandma was watching her, I think was where they well, left. I, I think it's like sort of implied that like when he, when Scott quote unquote met Janet there, I think she was like able to help somehow send him back. Not just with the message in his head or whatever, but she was able to. Oh yeah. Know. That, that was something I read too, that the, the idea was it was always going to be Michelle Pfeiffer and mm -hmm. um, they didn't have her signed on for the sequel yet, but that was the idea when they were designing the reflection in Scott's helmet, that it was always going to be Michelle Pfeiffer's eyes in her helmet. Mm -hmm. um, and then they did have her sign on. So, yeah. And we're very grateful for that. <laughs> Heck yeah. What if they never found Janet in the quantum realm? What if their calculations were so far off that either Hank was stuck there or he came back empty handed? Well, they were. They were off because she had to tether into Scott's brain and be like, oh, you guys were so close, but mm -hmm. right. let me but give you a if, nudge. What if they what if they went with their you know first calculations and somehow it worked, but they weren't in the right spot and mm -hmm. she and she never came out of it. I don't think he would leave without her. I think he would like search for her until okay. he actually found her and then but then they wouldn't be able to get back. But at least they would be together. Yeah, um, in, in, in this multiverse, at least, where he wasn't beating his wife, yeah. Yeah, or he was, yeah, or in a different multi, a different universe where they accidentally bring back a zombie plague. 
Because that means that means Ava is still, you know, in the state that she's in. She still has that disease or whatever they're calling. Yeah, it. that's gonna kill her in a few days. Kevin, yeah. you're such a disease. <laughs> yeah, the quantum sickness, right? <laughs> and then what my other what if? What if what if Ghost fought Doctor Strange? Oh, which one? <laughs> the which? evil one or the good one? Either Doctor Strange or Doctor Doctor Strange. Strange. I like that. I'm that's what a... I've seen. That's what I've seen him called on the internet. Is that what they're calling that's... him? Or, Bro, or you... like, um, they don't call him Sorcerer Supreme. They call him Nacho uh, Supreme. Something more sinister than that. <laughs> so I'll have to look it up. Oh, uh, now did anyone else hear the Taco Bell gong? I'm ready. Yes, I, I'm I ready for my did. fourth meal. If, it would be an interesting fight between the two of them, but like he could just lock her in a dimension, like a uh, the mirror dimension where she can't like get out, even though she's phasing. That wouldn't matter. Yeah, even though he can't touch her, it might do take you, him a few minutes before he got to that conclusion. But do you think she can still be able to walk through the portals, even though she's changing? She could walk through his little sling ring portals, yeah. But if he okay. puts in boxes her into a mirror dimension, she's not Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. She can't get out of it. That's, that's um, my oh, opinion. I was reading, Andrew, confirm this or, or deny it. The ghost was primarily a villain for Iron Man. I think that's what I read. Interesting. So, but again, they changed a lot of things. Yeah, um, she's right. a girl now. She was right. Yeah, it was, a, was a man uh, previously. They they do that with a lot of superhero stuff, like like on Arrow. Um, Deathstroke is primarily a Batman villain. Actually, a lot of the, the villains on Arrow are in fact Batman villains. No, you <laughs> so, think. Yeah, so they just they just kind of commandeer those. Um, alrighty, so we're gonna go to my what if. Um, I have a joking what if. What if the bad guys didn't suck in this movie? Um, <laughs> they're not really bad guys. I agree. They're like, like medium. Fake, we're gonna fake get to that guys. with with my with my worst um, mediocre guys. Yeah, literally. Um, so I, I do like the conversation that the two of them had. She's like, he, he was like, if I had asked, would you have come with me to Germany? And she's like, well, we'll never know. But what I do know is that if you would have taken me, you never would have gotten caught. Is that how you guys feel? If, if he took, if he asked Hope and she said yes, and she went and sided on Cap's team, do you think, how do you think that would go? Unanswerable questions. Because <laughs> now you've got somebody who's smarter with that same technology, with the blasters and can fly. And she can fight better. Anyway, I started blasting. Anyways, I started blasting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would pay to see the fight. I really can't. I don't know. I feel like I my money's would, on cap. <laughs> who would be her, like, who would she be primarily fighting against, you think? I don't know. I, I think they still probably would have, quote unquote, lost. But I think she would have, I think, like, Scott would have gotten, like, knocked out. But she would have like shrunk him and like gotten him away so he didn't get in trouble or something. Mama said, knock you out. Because they don't they don't know who he is behind the mask until they arrest him. That's so, true. Like mm. he could be like, wasn't me. You know, Hank could have given the suit to somebody else. Give him the shaggy. Wasn't mm. me. I like it. <laughs> that's true. I know that's that's a good point. When when they were um when they were having that conversation, like, you know, if, if, if you would have taken me to Germany, I, I, I would have gone with you or I might I might have gone with you. Mm-hmm. You know, that definitely led me thinking like, OK, what if, you know. Mm-hmm. It'd be a cool that, what if. 
I don't think it would have changed the story as dramatic as we would have wanted it to. I think it would have been a very like minor inconvenience in that right. giant I brawl. Think, yeah, it definitely would have been helpful. Just, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously she's a way better fighter than him because she taught him everything he knows. So it's not like right. she can stack up to vision, but no, so but it she could definitely things. put a dent. I think she could definitely put a dent in it and it mm-hmm. might tip the scales one way or the other depending right. on the team that she's a part of for sure. I, I still think, I think she's right. And he would have avoided house arrest personally. I think he would have avoided getting caught because she's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, yeah agree. I agree. And I mean, that's what, she, that was her whole point. That's what mm-hmm. she said. So I, yeah. I, I agree. With well, that. I mean, that could have been her saying that could have just been pride, you know, but the, in this case, <laughs> we happen to think that she's right. But I mean, outside of combat, I mean, she does know how to manipulate the the situation in that suit probably better than anybody mm-hmm. uh besides hank mm-hmm. so i i could see that yeah all righty so moving on to our next category of best and worst so my best <laughs> is everybody's fascination with his card tricks like how, <laughs> how, did, how did you do that and paxton's like how did you do that and then Wu's trying to learn like in the middle of the investigation um his montage of what he does throughout the day yes um that, uh, why was, was that all of us during quarantine like oh, the for karaoke sure. and the <laughs> trick shots sure. and the bubble baths like <laughs> absolutely um scott's little heist at the beginning with his daughter um oh, you know cute. with the with our the yeah. little uh intro that we just did the spoiler alert um the whole <laughs> anything to do with baba yaga um paul rudd I'm reading off a list I have. Paul oh, I love that. Part. Yes. Uh, Cassie is adorable. Uh, Agent Wu is awesome. And uh, <laughs> the drive-in uh, movie at the end when oh, it's just the toy yes. cars with the laptop. Freaking freaking awesome. <laughs> and the giant ant movie on it. So oh, cute. <laughs> and the moths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the moths. Yes. Oh, very good. I love and that. And that's... So I'm going to... So I, I'll take us into our best and then I'll loop around after for the worst like we usually do, so... Um, I liked the connection to the other movies without having the characters from the other movies in this one. Mm. I did like that. Um, I liked a- <laughs> Ava's suit was like a cross between a probe droid and a Tuscan Raider. Ooh, yeah, actually. that's a really good observation. Um, I <laughs> now think- I just have. <laughs> I kind of want to like do sign language while doing that. Yeah, yeah. Now, now we know that's what they do. <laughs> Um, I think this was a good standalone movie. It doesn't really connect like plots from like the Avengers movies or Captain whatever. So I think that's that's why I call this a good standalone movie because it was. Yeah, it was I mean, it's a except sequel, when you get to the end credits, yeah, and then and except right. for the house arrest. But other than oh, that, as a I result totally... of the Sokovia Accords. So that was actually one of my best was the mid credit mid credit scene because mm. so I, I forgot I, to watch it. Tell me what it is. Uh, so watched it. So he, I always do, and I forgot. I was not at home. The I was four of them are work. The four of them are working together, and they send Scott in the quantum realm to collect some quantum energy, assuming either to test it or to you know see if it's like sustainable energy, whatever their purpose is for doing it. So the three of them send Scott in supposed to be five seconds all of a sudden nobody's there to answer him because oh all you see is them like it, it pans to him and then it pans out of the quantum realm and they're just dust and we're all like 
I think that has to do with Infinity War. What's gonna happen? Yeah. Well, it's oh, crazy, no. but th- this movie came in, came in, came out after Infinity War. Are you sure? I was just just looking this up. There was like three months apart. Somebody really? verify. Somebody. Because uh, Alyssa, you remember like Paul? Um, oh, Paul, you remember Scott Lang's intro into uh, Infinity War, or I'm sorry, into into Endgame, where he's like, where where he shows up in the van, and he's like, okay, what's what's going on? Oh, um, so yeah, out, yes, yeah. that's right. This came yeah. out June 25th, 2018, and Infinity War. That was fall, or wasn't it? I don't know. Release I'm pretty sure. Date. Infinity War release date was April. What did I just say? Oh, geez, I was off. Uh, so I, I was right. Yeah. Oh, wow, you were right. Yeah. Um, by a month. Mark and a half. one up for Wyatt. Yes, yeah, so one up Andrew. That's yes. crazy. Okay, I forgot about that. I don't remember them coming out like that. It would That's uh, that makes sense. It would have, Andrew. It's it would have been better. It would have been better if they re- would have released it in the way that you wanted it, because you'd be like, "Oh, what the heck happened?" And then we learn, you know, later on, you know, Thanos. Well, I don't think they wanted to spoil the fact that they were going to lose. Oh, in that's Infinity a good point. War. They did not, because like, how crazy was that ending when we all saw it in theaters, like yeah. for the I first time? I, we were we like, I was with you. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's one of the reasons. Like, this is going to be a slight hot take here that most people I know say that Infinity War is a little bit better than Endgame. Because, partially because of that crazy ending. So, I think they didn't want to spoil it. So, for mine, I had a long list too. Um, Hope with the long hair, I think that was a nice change, but it also showed, it had a purpose and it showed (laughs) how much time passed. Mm-hmm. Um, because that takes a long time to go from a short bob to like the length that I have my hair well, now. Well, we looked like a Russian know, spy before. <laughs> we know it was at least two years because Scott only had a couple of days left of his two-year sentence. Yeah, so um, we, we know it was at least two years. And I think like the first Ant Man took place like a couple weeks or a couple months before Civil War, so it's like mm-hmm. two and a half. Yeah. Um. I loved the kitchen fight that we had with Hope um, as the wasp. I thought that was so cool. It was like Ratatouille meets like (laughs) (laughs) Ant-Man, which I still need to go on the Ratatouille ride. But um, it just reminded me of that same kitchen scene of something that small kind of navigating all the dangerous things that are in the kitchen. And it was really not only cool to showcase her ability physically, but also mentally the way that she can outsmart her opponents and use those discs to her advantage to throw that at a salt shaker and block the doorway and not only use her physical strength and kick somebody's ass, but also like do a mental game of chess and outbeat them. um, I don't think Scott could have beaten all those guys. And if it, if he did, he would have taken a lot more punches and it would have taken a lot longer. Yeah. That would have just been the movie trope. Not that he could capable be capable to do it i think i mean i I think his suit gives him a significant advantage i mean but he didn't have a lot of time training in it before he you know went under house arrest so i think it's possible but it would have taken a while we would have been like wow this scene is really long (laughs) yeah the luis montage was uh one of my favorites again (laughs) and of course they introduced the truth serum so that it was a more organic way to bring it in Mm -hmm. um it definitely gave me 
yeah, it definitely gave me vibes from um, Chunk in the Goonies. That's my favorite scene from the Goonies. Yeah. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Where he's with uh-huh. the Fratellis and they like have his hand going in the blender and he's like, fine, I'll tell you. And they're like, yes, tell us everything. And he's like, when I was in third grade, everything? I pushed I pushed my sister down the stairs and he like is crying and telling them everything. And like, I blamed it on the dog. <laughs> it just had that same energy to me. It was God. so I'm funny. trying to tell you, he's in a weird place emotionally. I yeah. don't care where he is emotionally. How yeah. about physically? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, I thought that was good. I also think I love the movie trope when an actor is playing a character, playing another character. So it's like this uh, Russian doll, nesting doll of situation mm. where, uh, you know, Scott Lang is, you know, Paul Rudd is Scott Lang playing Janet. Uh, Janet right. is tethered <laughs> yes. to him, right? So it's like, funny. Hi, hon. And it was so like, it <laughs> was so perfect. Just like the way that he changed his body language, it was so subtle, the switch. Mm-hmm. Oh, that you absolutely. were like, oh, and then it was like very apparent that it was the mother. And it's kind of like the Harry Potter uh, switch so off good. with yes. Helena, Helena uh, whatever, Bottom Carter, Carter That's and, it. Um, and Emma Watson. Yes. Exactly. It's exactly. subtle, but it's so profound. Exactly. Yep. Um, and the last one, I feel so vindicated now that finally somebody else said, that they look like themselves at a baseball game in the baseball caps and the sunglasses. <laughs> He's like, this isn't a disguise, Hank. We're wearing, ba- we look like ourselves. We look at like a baseball- us at a baseball game. I love that they made fun like, of the last two Captain God. America movies. Yes, literally. It's amazing. <laughs> and I love those movies, but. <laughs> All righty. So moving on to the second part of this category for the worst. Um, I, I, I know like, her dad was like a traitor or whatever, and that could make him take weird risks. But why in the name of crap was she and her mom at the dangerous lab that resulted in an explosion? It was take your daughter to work day. Yeah, freaking apparently. <laughs> Oops, wrong day. Should have been a week earlier. Right. Uh, like, just it's a family. No, business. no, there's no reason she should have been there. And like my friend right. Jay and I talk about all the time, it's another trope of. Uh, some family member of the bad guy who's loosely related to one of the main characters past, even though this is like, <laughs> I, I blame you for my bro- my father's death. Well, maybe your father, A, shouldn't have been a traitor. B, maybe you shouldn't have been there that day. You know, maybe, and C, he's probably doing illegal work at that time. So, you know, you could blame me all you want, but yeah. you, your dad made the bet a long time ago. Yeah, Mr. Freeze fell in the ice on his own, just saying. Like, I mean, and like, should hank have discredited the person it depends on if he was a traitor to the country or just the company they don't Mm, clarify that so so maybe hank could have been a little bit less of a jerk um i wish they explained why janet could like walk around in the quantum realm i thought they like explained that you're like forever shrinking or did she just get to that part where like yeah you you can't shrink no more this this it um because that's how i described it I, you know, it's, it's not, I'm splitting hairs. Like I No, not, you're right. I, I forgot that they, that's how they introduced or it. Like it, even right. if it's like, Oh, she figured out how to great, just say it. So that way we can understand. Um, Hank being a jerk back in the day to everybody he used to work with and hasn't really changed. Keep your ego in check. Dumbass. I'm reading my notes. 
Um, <laughs> how about some character development in that arena? Okay, great. That's what I wrote. <laughs> um, I was not, I was underwhelmed with the quote unquote villains, as we said. Yeah, they weren't villains. Yeah, I agree. They just weren't. It was, I know that like her stealing energy from Janet could have potentially killed Janet. And that's why they were racing against them and racing against time kind of thing. But it was kind of very low stakes, which I know like the first Ant-Man movie was higher stakes. Uh, The yellow jacket was going to sell it to the Hydra, you know, sell the technology and that they were going to use it to conquer the world. Great. Somewhat high stakes. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I like this movie, but it's, it, and as much as it's one of my favorites, like humor wise, like it's, it's an okay Marvel movie overall, um, if you take out the humor, but the humor definitely like props it up onto a little bit of a higher level than it would be, you know, than otherwise. I do love the movie, but that's just how I feel. Yeah, I agree. Um, so you know when an actor makes such an impact during a show or a movie that it's hard to see them differently? Yeah, it's hard, hard to separate them from that one iconic yeah. role. So this is, this takes it for me. So Walton Goggins, he played um, Sonny Birch, one of the, one of the villains. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you who were watching this, you're like, where do I know him from? He is in Sons of Anarchy, and he plays a transvestite that sleeps around with almost everybody. Interesting. So in Sons, he's this six foot tall with triple Ds and the male appendage. Interesting. And this he's is not a no longer very, a family choice. show. Very, very southern, very sweet. Um, so and you know, I was watching this with Laura, and Laura's like. Where do we know him from? Like, because the forehead gives it away. The yeah, gigantic yeah. forehead. And he, could, he, also be, has, he could be a member of my mom's family with that forehead. And oh he, he also has the same speech pattern, the same kind of slow, southern, very, um, enunciates every syllable of the word. Um, so that, that kind of ruined it for me. Um, and my last one was product branding in this movie. Hmm. So if you, guys, if you guys are thinking of a certain brand of car in this movie what's the first thing that comes to your mind oh i forget which one it was Don't Mazda? Do this to I me. hyundai hyundai there were two santa fe's and one veloster in in this mm. movie i mean we we see it with um iron man he's driving the audi r8s mm-hmm. you know that that's that's kind of his brand but this was definitely you can tell this movie was sponsored by by hyundai for sure Within the first five minutes, you have two close-ups of the sideways-looking hitch. Um, mm. So that Sponsored kind of... That, that, yeah. Well, I mean, the last Brought movie, we had uh, Baskin-Robbins. So, I mean, there's that. Right. Yep. We had uh, Pez. We had there a was, bunch of brands. There was one TV show I was watching a while back where you would see the blue Walmart bags kind of stashed around the kitchen, but, like, like the scene w- would be, like like darker neutral colors and then there's this bright ass blue bag in the back corner that that says walmart on it white collar used "Hmm." to do that with ford and i forget what it was with community but i think they were doing mazdas or something with community i forget exactly what it was um and then chuck had subway so they all do it oh my gosh that's true all right well i had a list as well um here's a 
unanswerable question. Why does nobody's voice change when they get big and small? Hmm. Like when you're change when he got, when he was on the boat or handling the boat, it had a booming quality to it, but it wasn't like a giant in a storybook. Wasn't like the um, gingerbread man in Shrek too. Right. Exactly. Because (laughs) if you're thinking about it, uh, you know, we were doing the spoiler warning with Cassie and her, her little self when kids are small and their voices are that small, it's because their voice box is so tiny. So if your voice box is shrinking with your body, why would your voice not change? Anyway, it was just something I noticed that bothered me. Um, speaking of kid size, it was definitely off. Like when uh, Scott was kid size and he's looking at the backpack, mm-hmm. you can see his hands are like the same. It's a normal size backpack. Mm-hmm. Like it should have been comically large compared to him. You know what I mean? If it was, even if it is a kid size backpack, if he's only three feet, it's not going to look perfect next to him, especially when hope picks it up and it looks normal size to hope. Well, yeah, I think hope's a little bit taller than he is, but yeah. Oh, well in that scene, absolutely. But I'm just saying in general, like she picks it up and it looks like a typical Jan sport. It doesn't look like a kid size backpack. You know what I'm saying? Like it looks like a sixth grader, not a third grader backpack. I, so anyway, that reminds um, me of the kid I saw in the neighborhood. They had one of those little kid backpacks and the thing looked huge on them. This yeah. was a kindergartner. It was so yes, funny. Yes, exactly. That's what I mean. Yeah, I get um, you. I think <laughs> we were robbed of the origin story of the wasp. It was just so quickly put together. And it was like, yeah, your mother had a suit and she she was a hero. And this is what she did. Um, but that wasn't her origin story. That was like the origin of how she got lost. So I would have liked to have a little bit more about Janet because, you know, although she is a very important character in this film, she doesn't get a lot of screen time and she doesn't get a lot of dialogue. So it would be nice back back and then the two of them teaming up and how she came. into Yeah, exactly. And we still haven't even gotten that, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, we're 30 movies in here now. Yeah. Like we don't even like we don't even know what missile they were disarming. Was that like. You know, I mean, it's in the 80s, so assumingly it's Russian, but right. it's like, Sputnik. yeah, right. Um, yeah. And Andrew, you already mentioned this sci-fi science. How can you survive in the realm without food and water, especially if five hours down there is five years for the human body? Um, and obviously those um, tar- target grades, tardigrades. tardigrades that you said, um, like you said, that have been found in hot springs, glaciers, hop- on top of the Himalayas and deep sea trenches. They can go dormant without food and water for decades and survive in incredible temperatures, pressures, radiation, toxicity, and, and even several days in space. Well, it's not which that is it's, really cool, but it's it's not that it's um it it's time works differently in there in general. It's not that it's five hours in there and it's thirty years on the human body or whatever it is. It's for her, it was only X amount of time. Like because Scott in Endgame says, for me, it was only five hours, even though he was there for five years. So he so would have she noticed. Was there, so she was there whatever 30 the math, hours, we think? Whatever the math is. I don't, I don't know. Um, okay. Presume- that's, my, that's my one issue there is we don't really know. I don't right? like so- that it's like, like he said it was only five hours because then for her it's only like 30 hours and she made it seem like she was down there a lot longer. So, and she knew that. So even if it's... I. Again, you're right. There should have been some kind of explanation about food. I was able to survive on this or that 
and they're disgusting or whatever it is. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. Exactly. So I absolutely agree with you. Nice. Moving on to our final topic already. Dang, Mm -hmm. we are flying through through this Mm -hmm. this movie. Um, I had a lot of fun doing these alter egos. This was uh this 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 was definitely fun. Um, Andrew, I have you as Luis. Yes. Um, stories for days that eventually answer the question that was asked. Was that? <laughs> I've been saying that all week. And you have a lot of the same mannerisms that he does. I a agree. A lot. I agree. I think I picked uh, you as Luis for the last movie. Yeah. 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 And Alyssa, I have you as Cassie. Ha. No. Yeah. Um, so I didn't. Alyssa and I didn't really talk or know each other until about five years ago, and then we didn't get really close until about three years ago. Oh my gosh, was it five years? I think it was. So <laughs> I, I, so I didn't know you when you would have been Cassie's age, but I feel like you would have been Cassie. This, yeah. this was you when, when you were yeah. younger. Yeah. No, I like this doll. It's ugly. That was me. <laughs> and for once in this podcast, <gasps> I actually did, did myself. Oh my god. Oh my God, Chandler Bing! <laughs> Go buy your lottery tickets. Um, I I put myself as Jimmy Woo. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. nice, nice. Um, you know he he follows the protocols to a T. Mm-hmm. He does not break away, but then we get him, you know, trying to learn magic on company time yeah. or on federal yeah. time. <laughs> so I thought I thought that was right. pretty pretty funny. Alrighty, so I'm gonna go into mine. Um, Alyssa, I picked Hope, and might Yay. I say I, I should have included this in the best, but finally we have a character that they chose to not oversexualize a female character. Yes, finally. Um, Facts. it's like I'm gonna go on a slight uh, soapbox for this. I don't know why they feel the need to do that. Like, don't you think that a woman is capable of making herself sexy? You know, as right. needed. You, you you think you need to help her as a male writer, really? Okay. All right. Yeah. Getting off the soapbox. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, she's smart. Um, she, and like you, you perfectly described it with the, uh, the kitchen scene. Um, just mm-hmm. her ability to be a tactician and like physically kick butt. Um, and she's like in control of her emotions, like pretty much the entire movie when she's going through a lot, you know, Scott, she felt like betrayed them and now they need mm-hmm. him when she doesn't want to see him. And, you know, they're trying to bring her mother back. And then uh, Ghost is like low-key trying to kill her mother. So, and she still, you know, keeps it together very well. Um, Wyatt, I picked Hank Pym. Um, I'm pretty sure if like you had something that valuable and you told me to destroy it and I didn't destroy it, you'd be mad. But if I did destroy it, you would still be mad. That was my life's work. And then you'd be like, you sent my suit through the mail. Who's your wife's work? Like through the mail, he was so mad. That was was so mad. And then you would definitely make tracking numbers and things. Yes. (laughs) And and if I like shrunk down to that size, you would definitely make fun of me. You want some string cheese and and a juice box? You would definitely make fun of me, Mm -hmm. Um, as you do with a lot of things. Like step one. (laughs) Um, For me, I picked uh, Scott um, mostly because of like the questions he asked, like. How did he even have time to buy a ticket for the ferry? And like stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Guys are magically on the ferry already. Yes, yes. Um, so. All right. 
I can respect those choices. Um, so for Andrew, I had you as woo. Um, I think the whole like <laughs> bewilderment at the magic is totally you to be like, wow, how do they do that? Oh yeah. I That's say that you. when I go to eat Japanese food. No, you say that when you watch Beauty and the Beast with Laura. That's okay. With wow, how do they do that? Yeah. What? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and like how excited he is when he finally catches Hank and Hope. He's like, yes. And then he's like, oh, sorry, Scott. I know those are your friends. Um, yeah. Like that just felt like very much like your personality. Um, but also able to arrest like the real bad quote unquote bad guy in this movie, Sonny Birch. So um, definitely felt like you were woo. And for Wyatt, I had you as Dr. Bill Foster. Um, oh. I, don't, I don't think you could hold a grudge quite as strongly as him. Like I'm sure you had your moments <laughs> where you disagree with time. people, but I think that, you know, outside of his like egotistical nature and arrogance, there are some characteristics that match a little bit more with your personality like he is very kind and warm-hearted affectionate especially for ghost and and her plight and like taking care of her um obviously you know he met scott and he became fast friends with him and i feel like you become you know friendly and and everybody likes you um so it's easy for you to make friends wherever you go um and i think in, especially when somebody would need help uh, that you would, especially if they couldn't hug their loved one again, um, you would do anything you can to help them. But also, obviously, having some limits, you're not going to kidnap people <laughs> like they well... he kind of had in the movie. <laughs> I would hope not, at least. But yeah, so that's that's what I think. And then for me, I definitely still relate to hope, especially with the father daughter thing here. And then obviously the mother daughter thing we get. But um, yeah, I get I could definitely relate to the Wasp as well and um, Janet Van Dyne because I feel like there are a couple different moments in her life that stands out. But like she would do anything to like stay with her family and like work on their relationships and work on their problems. And I feel like that's been a huge theme for me like this whole year. So it feels very similar. You put a diamond, you got to let the whole podcast play. And we thank you for letting this whole podcast play out, whether you like this movie or not. Let me see. Oh, we don't have a guest to thank because this has just been us. It's been a while since it's just been us three. And oh it's going to be it's gonna be a while before it's just us three again. Hint, hint. Dun, Next dun, week. Dun. Oh, boy do we have a surprise for you guys so join us next week where we deep dive into avengers infinity war buckle up thanks for tuning in to this week's episode in the meantime check us out on instagram as at specter underscore radio and on facebook as specter radio be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment ask the avengers this is Spectre Radio, signing off.